astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Episode 101. Oh, my 101. God. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 101 we'll Dalmatians. Yeah. <laughs> 101 podcasts. Right. Yeah. We'll stop after this because we have three seasons. We don't like when I'm like doing the behind the scenes work and like putting together the graphics and stuff. Like to me, it just looks like season three, episode seven. So it's, right. I'm not kind of getting to like kind of wallow in that idea yeah. that, oh my gosh, 101 episodes now. But you know, that's kind of validating. You know, you do something a hundred times. Yeah. You know, you feel like, okay, I'm getting the hang of it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, today we are going to be talking about Pisces uh, season. So Pisces seasons typically run from February 19th to March 20th. And it is a water sign. And uh, Pisces has two rulers. Uh, so we talk about Neptune and Jupiter when we discuss Pisces. Yeah, I think Neptune is kind of anyone just beginning astrology. You know, I, I went for decades just thinking Neptune was the ruler of Pisces, period. And it really was somewhere in the last 10 years that I realized, took, started incorporating the co-ruler. Yeah. And just for those who wonder what, that, what, what, what we're saying here, before Neptune was discovered, right? Mm -hmm. We already knew about Jupiter and Jupiter was assigned to Pisces. But once Neptune came into the picture, then in some schools of thinking, Neptune kind of bumped Jupiter out of the way and it took over Pisces by itself. But um, it's called the Chaldean rulers. Uh, so we're going back to ancient times. But anyhow, I found it to be very effective. I encourage people to, yes, look at both of them yeah, as co-rulers of Pisces. Absolutely. And when we look at Pisces, uh, the glyph or the symbol that represents Pisces is the two fish. And I think most people kind of know that. But uh, one thing about those fish is that they are usually portrayed as being tethered, so tied together somehow, um, or they are almost always swimming in opposite directions. So you'll see um, the, the faces of the fish facing opposite ways. And I think that this is something that Gemini gets a lot of heat for being for that duality or being mm -hmm. faced or the twins. But Pisces also takes. Um, I think Pisces takes us to a whole other level. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even in the glyph, if you're just like reading a, a birth chart, I know like when I first started remembering the difference between Pisces and Gemini, because Pisces kind of looks like the Gemini one if you put it on its side. So, um, you know, they both have that duality in them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. The Pisces is, is really, um, um, sometimes with a Gemini, I think you feel like you've been misled somehow, you know, one thing about someone and somehow now you find out something else different about them. You feel like you were misled, but somehow Pisces, it's just like, 
you find out one thing, you find out something else about them. It's like, what? You know, it's yeah. even just kind of blows your mind how seamlessly they can have these different aspects about themselves. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Cause so even if you aren't a Pisces or you're not raising a Pisces, you're not married to a Pisces, right? We all have Pisces in our chart. We all have all 12 signs in our chart. Even if you don't have any planets or luminaries sitting in Pisces, you still want to look to see what house does Pisces occupy. And so for me, I'm a Pisces rising. And we talk about that rising sign is how we present ourselves to the world. And so being a Pisces rising, I think what you just said, mom, about like, you know, these people can kind of go in two different directions and it almost shocks people like what you're into that too. Mm -hmm. And I know for me growing up, people always assume that I was very quiet and shy and soft-spoken. And then once they got to know me, like, you know, I was usually one of the first people to say, I'll do the graduation speech or yep. I'll be the leader of that project. It's true. That's very true. And I know that always shocked people because that wasn't that first kind of impression that I gave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as well, people with Pisces rising, they generally have several looks. They can, they can, they can really change their look or just even like, oh my gosh, you know, this looks so different than how I saw you yesterday. And it's not so much in the clothes. It could be showing up in the clothes, of course, but sometimes it's just almost magical. The face, the face itself looks different than it did. And of course, makeup plays as well into that. But we probably shared this story at some point, maybe it was in the mom and me Academy. I don't remember, but um, like there were times growing up, obviously when I lived at my parents' house where my mom would like jump when I would walk around the corner and she's like, oh, you scared me. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, you just look like someone like different. She's like, you always look so different. Like you would like not recognize me sometimes when we were like out because you'd say, oh my gosh, you just look so different. And I'm like, how do I look different? Well, you know what? That was, those were spontaneous, you know, that was just in the moment saying that, but wasn't, but yeah, it's true. You, you have more looks, I think, but that's yeah. a Pisces rising. Anyone right. with Pisces rising, I would say, oh, I bet you have a different looks, but also the camera generally loves you. Pisces yeah. rising generally you're very photogenic. Yeah, no, I've had right? people, I mean, this is going to sound like a horrible comment when I say it out loud, but I've had people say, oh, you always take such pretty pictures. You're not that pretty in real life. Oh God. Like not like, but like, you don't like, they're just like, how, how did the camera pick that up? Because like, we just got left the gym or something like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's a Pisces, um, is associated obviously with, uh, movies, moving pictures, the whole art of reflection, catching someone's reflection and they generally, the camera loves them. Yeah. And so for you, where's Pisces? You know, Pisces sits on my third house okay. and uh, initially like, oh, I thought maybe that was when I was a kid. I loved to write creative stories. I made stories up. I remember my parents going to a 
parent-teacher conference and says, where is your daughter getting all these ideas for these stories she's writing? And this kind of alarmed my parents because they were unsure what type of stories I'd been writing about, you know, and they came home and said something to me like, you know, be careful what you're writing, you know, and where's this coming from? You know, it was just weird stuff. You know, it was an awkward conversation, needless to say. So it could be that creativity, but I think it comes up a lot in that I, I kind of, um, I do find I listen to people maybe talking about something and then I lift some words that they use, like some, just a phrase or one middle thought, you know, and I bring that and apply it maybe to astrology. I apply it to something else. So it's, I feel like I'm always, you know, kind of, and again, stealing is the wrong word. It's a word, it's a word, it's a word, but I take, lift a word out of context and apply it. Anyone who's listened to me talk, know I talk a lot of metaphors. Yep. You know, always going to, let me tell you this, let me tell you that type of thing. So what about, that, that may be it. Pisces on the third, do you find some sort of like escapism with car rides? Mm. Oh, that's or, interesting. You know, third house would rule that transportation more so like yeah. car rides or train rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? I've always been uh, Pisces on the seventh, third. I've always been very detached from the car that I'm riding in. Oh, okay. I mean that I've never, I've always said, just give me an engine. <laughs> I just okay. want an engine that works. Okay. That's, yeah. uh, you know, again, never, you know, I, I know people, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say if you asked me at all, what, what car they drive, I can barely remember the color of it. Okay. I'm kind of oblivious to yeah. cars. Except when Mikey brings home those Porsches. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When Mikey brings the Porsche over. Yeah. Then I got to go out and look at it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Pisces, we haven't talked about that. Does rule escapism um, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. in rules detachment. Right. That's where, you know, and and that's the thing about astrology is, you know, it's not, we're not psychic. So getting on the the phone with someone and saying, you know, you you kind of ask, pose it as a question. Like I did to you, like, do you relate to this side of it or do you relate to this side of it? I'll tell you where one area really showed up was uh, Pisces on the third would rule a sibling. Normally it would rule the oldest sibling. And that would be my brother, Michael, who has since passed by the way, he drowned. So there we go. Pisces on the third house. Very interesting at a relatively early age. And, uh, you know, he was full of contradictions, had a lot of contradictions about him. He was a, a store manager, but also he was a EMT. So oh, wow. he really had two totally different sides of himself that he, what he could, uh, and he, you know, integrated them incredibly well, but, you know, at one point you'd think that that's all he is as an EMT, but no, no, no. I had this full, full, you know, 50 hour week job over here as well. Yeah. So anyhow, he was, he was fascinating how he lived his Pisces life. So if we go into those two fish, right. Swimming in opposite directions. Yeah. Also shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he was a Pisces on top of it. Oh, wow. So, you know, he yeah. was it's Pisces on my third of my sibling. He was a Pisces. You know, he did drown. That's how he passed. And he was very contradictory. Yeah. In his lifestyle and choices. And, you know, you really didn't took a lot to get to know him. And in fact, we learned a lot more about him once he passed even. Interesting. I remember my parents making a comment at the funeral, like, wow people that came up to them and told them stuff that they had no (laughs) idea, you know, but that was Michael. Okay. Well, one other thing about Pisces is they might be a little bit more sensitive to like sounds, to chemicals, uh, to electric fields. And if we look to our niece, and again, I think we've shared this story too, at some point, but um, she's four now and she's a little Pisces. 
And one of her things that she says all the time, like to the point that even Mikey and I say it, she always goes, what's that? What's that? <laughs> and she's saying, what's that? But any kind of sound, you know, and sometimes we won't even, hear, what's that? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she, yeah, I, I totally she, agree. Yeah. It's everything. Been- Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Pisces, and sometimes they get a bad rap for this. They don't like to go to certain restaurants because the music's too loud. They don't like to go into someplace else because oh, it has an odd little smell of some sort. They're just, sometimes I say Pisces can feel like they have no skin. They don't have any barrier protection. They, everything, they're, they're impacted more yeah. than maybe the average person or the average person may smell something, but they go, um, you know, it doesn't stop them from going in. Right. So we have that sensitivity around them is it's one of the trademarks generally of Pisces. Um, doesn't keep doesn't keep everyone down though. I want to make it clear about that. No, of course. Um, do we want to introduce that concept of the um, some famous Pisces that have mythology around them? Yeah, I think that's a big thing about uh, Pisces is they have a tendency sometimes to have this aura about them, maybe even misinformation kind of. about them uh, circulating around them. I mean, because in kind of an honor of President's Day, we could uh, talk about George Washington mm-hmm. was a Pisces. Yep. And I'm sure not in your generation, right? Tell me this, but I mean, in our generation, you know, George Washington, the first thing we learned was that he chopped down a cherry tree his father's favorite tree. And father said, who chopped down the cherry tree? And he says, I did it, father. <laughs> you know, and somehow it was this whole thing about learning about this lesson, like, oh, George Washington was really an honest kid. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you hear the whole picture, you know, um, we now know that George Washington was a slave owner. Right. Right. We know that famous painting. Um, I may, I, I may be, saying it wrong maybe it's not valley forge but there's a famous painting of him praying in the snow before one of the big battles and now you read it and they say that's highly unlikely that that happened that was just a romanticized idea that the painter had maybe you know so we get all this mythology going around someone and yet you know we're still talking about george today right well and, and that's that pisces when you think about pisces it rules like the intangibles like mm-hmm. things that you can't put your hands on. So like religion falls under Pisces or right. dreams fall into Pisces. And so that idea of like kind of mythology, even of like not necessarily knowing the truth or a glamorized version of it. We also talk about Pisces as like rose colored glasses. So mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of those themes I'll say come up in just even just what you just shared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another example, more common example that we see today is Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. which, you know, she has that talk show, I guess it's going really well, Yeah, but you know, she's gone through a lot of incarnations she has, you know, and she's had a huge, uh, you know, drugs issues along the way. And the point is she just keeps evolving and seems to always land on top again, I, I would think. And that's one of the things I will say about Pisces. Generally, when you meet a Pisces, if you can say, tell me your story mm. and you're going to go, you, when you hear it, you'll go, how did you ever come back from that? Right. How did you ever extract yourself out of that terrible relationship? How did you do that? It's almost like they, they, they go through ext- more extreme stories, I believe, but they kind of float to the top. 
Yeah. I'm not saying they have a perfect life, but it's like, it would maybe, it sounds overwhelming. Yeah. To me, it always has what they, what they've gone through. I thought it was interesting, just a recent quote by uh, Drew Barrymore. Uh, and again, this is since she's had her series now. She says, I'm in the joy business. I don't carry the umbrella of darkness with me. Oh. I thought that's a very Piscean, Absolutely. you know, kind of you said rose colored glasses. Yeah. Well, this is another kind of more practical way of saying it. She's in the business of joy. Yeah. That spells it out. It really does. And if you, if you remember seeing her in ET, you know, that laughing that she, yeah, she still does that same laugh as an adult. Right. Anyhow, yeah. it's, it's kind of cute to see that whole thing. And well, and Pisces does rule drugs and alcohol. Again, things that distort our reality. And that's not to say that every Pisces will have a drug or alcohol problem, but you know, you find someone with a really strong Neptune in their chart, which is one of the rulers of Pisces. And mm -hmm. You, if it's on the, one of the angles, you know, usually mm -hmm. there is uh, more of a need for escapism tendencies in, in their life. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it, it's always a twist. Oftentimes there's a twist in their story. I, I'm thinking of a client I, I spoke to recently who was a really deep into yoga, very deeply into yoga and get this, she's a meat eater, pro meat eater, mm -hmm. uh, kind of a, an Atkins you know, extreme eat meat type of thing. And what a, you know, what, that's an interesting combination. Well, that is because I think you typically associate the yoga movement with more of a vegan uh, oh. lifestyle or, um, you know, like a chicken and fish, like low calorie type lifestyle. Right. Uh, so there is that contradictory. We're seeing those fish again, kind mm -hmm. of swimming in opposite directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, those are just, I tell you, Pisces, they have interesting stories. Absolutely. And they may not have it at 10 or 12, or, you know, it may take, once they get into their adult years, it becomes very apparent. Once we start getting into those late twenties, it's there. You can really see it. Yeah. If we talk, I always like talking about the holidays that fall into mm -hmm. the, um, into the signs, just because right. it's a great way to just remember some of the qualities, especially if you're just learning astrology, you know, that is what works for me, but we have two of the biggest drinking holidays that typically fall into Pisces season, which would be Mardi Gras and St. Patrick's day. Yeah. 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 Again, the spirits, uh, Pisces is associated with spiritual energy. Yeah. Well, you can go to the low end spirits like alcohol, right? Beer, whatever. That's the spirits, right? The spirits come over you. They make you do crazy things, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Or stupid things. Right. You know, and then we have the high end, you know, which if, if someone who's high into spirituality, I'm not saying they don't drink, but they get their high oftentimes off of ideas or really? spaces, places, things of that nature. Yeah. Rocky mountain highs, you know, that type of thing where they go, Oh, I love going to the desert. I love going to the mountains. Yeah. Um, one other thing just to throw into this, and maybe we should do an episode on some of the different States and what their signs are, but yeah. you look at Florida and Florida has, everyone says, Oh, the, if you hear a crazy storyline, it's like, Oh, did it happen in Florida? Yeah. You know, we just assume like just mm -hmm. crazy things like, you know, people eating other people or alligators doing crazy things, but sinkholes. <laughs> yeah. 
but Florida is a triple Pisces. So meaning that Florida, the state of Florida, uh, when it was founded, had a Pisces moon, a Pisces sun and a Pisces rising. And so again, that's where you can, and it's just so weird when you look even at that tethering thing, because I feel like isn't Florida kind of associated with more of a conservative ideology? Is that correct? Well, this depends where you're at in the state, True. right? The northern part is considered very conservative. And yeah. generally the, the southern part, of course, is yeah. the opposite. But. Okay. Well, it's just interesting. You have all these crazy, crazy stories come out of there. And it's an, a, a state of like relaxation, like the sunny state of Florida. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. You escape. Know, or for... you say escape to Florida. Escape yeah. like prison. Escape out of prison. Run to Florida. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's, there's but you can definitely just see some of the contradictory things come through even just as a state mm -hmm. we're just surrounded by water on three sides true right true. <laughs> that's it's, it's the ocean right that's the piscean energy pisces is is oftentimes can be summarized very quickly as that line of the beach where the water meets the land that's in essence the image of pisces the straddling of two worlds mm -hmm. the contradiction Right. And this idea of submerging, sub, emerging yourself or submerging, submerging as you're going into the water or emerging, you're coming up out of the water and onto the land. There always that that sense of um, uh, two different worlds moving back and forth between. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. It really so, um, let's move to what Pisces are going through. So okay. uh, we have to talk about um, the Pisces new moon that will be happening March 2nd. Uh, is this the final new moon that's happening at 12 degrees? I believe it is. Yeah. The good point there. Yeah. So anyone with a 12 degrees, very strong in their chart, this is the final new moon at 12 degrees. So you should feel like you've been through some sort of transformation since, uh, November of 2021. Yeah. Well, you've had five, we've had five new moons all happening at 12 degrees, different sign, of course, each month, but at 12 degrees. So you know, if you have something like your son, you know, if you were born between around March, excuse me, March 1st to the 5th, yeah. uh, you know, this is, this has been, you've had some, you have definitely had a change since Absolutely. November. Yeah. Jupiter will be very close to uh, this new moon, making it particularly promising. And so mom already mentioned those dates, those born between March 1st and 5th, definitely heavily affected, great for new beginnings, great for a shift in identity. Um, you know, if you're in a situation, you might feel like I can finally leave. I can finally seek some new freedom. Um, it's definitely great for love and even good fortune. Uh, even if you're not a Pisces, of course, everyone gets some of the benefits of this. So it's a great time to set those intentions or affirmations for the following 28 days. Um, and because Jupiter is there, I would set some intentions on where do you want to see expansion or opportunity in your life? You know, can I just insert here? Just, um, uh, you know, I said it's in my third house, Pisces, right? Well, you know, I just got this great new book mm. uh, by David Cochran uh, on vibrational astrology. And, you know, it's a, I'm just very excited about the content of it. Yeah. So here's a new moon coming up and my house is to absorb that information, start applying it. You know, it's just yeah. a small example, yep. but it's, it's significant to me. I know I'm trying that, that new moon will be happening really close to my ascendant. Mm -hmm. um, so we're still a couple weeks out, but 
I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work where I've kind of been escaping into the computer screen and just setting up some, um, I don't know, some kind of long-term things. So we'll see, but I've been definitely not as visible, I'll say from the outside. Uh, this new moon ties nicely with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happening on April 9th. Uh, we did an entire podcast season or episode on that just a couple episodes ago. So if you haven't listened to that, it's a great conjunction that's coming up. We, I think the last one was like an 1856. So right. <laughs> Very big um, deal. No, this is a lovely Pisces. You're in good shape here. I say. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then something we haven't talked about yet is we will have three conjunctions. Um, I guess this doesn't necessarily have to do with Pisces per se, but there will be three conjunctions of Venus and Mars happening. And well, it's the big thing for Pisces. This is all happening at the same time. We we frame some very nice things happening for Pisces, right? And on top of that, and this is this is unusual in that Venus and Mars because of their movement speed speed of their of them as they race around the ecliptic here um they only happens once a year generally and they usually hang together about then they pass in the sky so to speak let's say every about 10 days and then they separate and they're back on their paths right yeah and this year we're having three con conjunctions three times they're meeting up and that will really spread it out from you know here late February, uh, specifically February 27th, and then going way out really through the month of March will be under this influence. But the actual dates, the actual exact conjunctions are February 27th, March 3rd, and March 6th. You know what? And what is wild as I'm just looking at these notes and people probably won't be able to, I mean, I'm my, my, my mind is blown right now because the first Venus Mars conjunction is happening at the exact same point that started off the pandemic at 24 degrees Capricorn. Mm. That second Venus Mars conjunction on March 3rd is happening at, on the natal Pluto of the United States, where the Pluto return is happening on February 22nd. And the third conjunction is happening at zero degrees of Aquarius, which was the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter on mm. December 20th, 2020. So it's activating three points that have really been part of these bigger, bigger stories that are going on. So I don't necessarily have any. <laughs> well, it's hard to draw conclusions. It's yeah. hard to, what, what does this mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Could I, could I throw something at the Please. fan here? Yeah. Um, just uh, we, in the Super Bowl ads, I mean, I know crypto and all this stuff has been out there. I, am I saying it right? Crypto? Yep. I think so. Yep. But anyhow, of the alternative currencies that are out there right now. And I thought that was huge that they played such a big role in the Super Bowl ads. I know that one uh, commercial was currency. Just, yeah. The one ad was just a QR code that bounced around the screen that you had to get yeah, your like phone a pong out. screen. Right. I mean, I've hadn't seen that. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but I'd never seen that before. Well, I had heard that the, their site crashed. Oh, really? So much response to it. So Venus and Mars coming together with actually it kind of made me think, wow, this is really significant. So just currencies. to clarify, Venus rules um, our resources. Right. Uh, also our aesthetic. Um, mm -hmm. So like beauty and stuff. And Mars is the action. 
Mars is the passion. Mars is the let's do it. Uh, it And that's what those ads were about. Right. Get in, get in, buy in. Interesting. So anyhow, but on a whole nother level, wouldn't you think that this would be maybe more of a romantic time period? Absolutely. Venus and Mars is kind of the sperm and the egg, if you will. Um, so we, we do talk about romantic ideas or meeting new people under this, but it's a great energy to just start anything from its infancy. So we talk about like pregnancies with this energy, mm. but it's the idea of starting something from the ground up and watching it grow. So I guess we should be at least watching the headlines very closely yeah. about announcements that are coming out, you know, things that are launched or things that have been launched and now are at that breakout point where, oh, it's going to become something that we're all going to live with or benefit from. Yeah. Um, so there's something cooking there's here. Some- <laughs> and again, it may have, this probably goes right along with the Pluto return for the U.S., yeah, but even that zero degrees of Aquarius, you know, that was w- when the vaccines first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and tw- I don't know, I, my head's rolling because I didn't put that together until I'm looking at those. I'm like, why do those three uh, degrees look so, but I mean, very exciting, very exciting. Yeah. I mean, we should also just mention while we're on the topic of the pandemic, you know, we're based in Las Vegas. I know we were one of the last states to still have a full mask mandate. Um, Our mandate was lifted just this past week. Mm -hmm. So I think we had talked about Jupiter moving into Pisces. There should be some great news around the lift of the pandemic. Um, We did have Venus in there activating that 24 degrees here kind of for a a last hoorah. Um, But I'm feeling pretty positive that there's just, there's good news coming in regards to moving back to some normalcy. Well, I was wondering just that Venus Mars lineup. I mean, that would be, seems like the bars would be more packed or, you know, all the places where people meet, you know, make them, you know, meet sexual, have sexual encounters, you know, things of that nature that there should be a plethora of it going on. Very true. I will. I know in Las Vegas, there were some bars that were saying, come and turn your mask in and get like a free beer in return, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so just encouraging people to come out. Right. Uh, so with those conjunctions, we just all ta- we just talked about if you were born January 10th through January 21st, very lucky for you, especially if you're looking to start something new. And, you know, when we say lucky, we don't mean you run to the closest slot machine oh, or yeah. buy it. You know, this is oftentimes mean it's an opportunity to expand, just go a little bit out of your comfort zone. And uh, the idea that you, you're going to find something of greater value out there for yourself or an opportunity. Absolutely. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, We will end with the tarot cards for Pisces. So, you know, I'm trying to think with everything we talked about, what intentions people might have for Pisces. But, you know, because we talked about Pisces having a little bit of that duality, you know, I might suggest if they're looking to step out of their comfort zone, Mm -hmm. if they're looking to pivot directions on something that they're doing already, Maybe that could be a, a good intention for um, the cards. The first one we're going to talk about is the Page of Cups. And so I have that. And this is a very wished, wistful, hopeful card. Um, I do say this is all about new beginnings. Uh, you'll see a cup in this uh, card with water. And there's 
one fish, but I don't know. The thing that he's wearing on his head to me always looked like a second fish as well. Oh, how funny. Even though I understand that it's not, but to me, it did look like the two fishes and it would be going swimming in opposite directions technically if that was. Interesting. Well, there. I think it fits perfectly what I, what I just said is the idea that he's holding up a cup and out of it comes a fish. Mm-hmm. You know, is like, okay, he's, let's just say he's looking into something new and something unexpected is coming out of it that, you know, that could be beneficial to the person. It's an opportunity. I love that one. It represents someone kind of moving on faith, to be honest. This could be a very, just doing it on faith that, you know, you're on the right path, that someone's looking over me or that you're, you know, that your God is there with you. Yeah. I really like that idea of opportunities kind of popping out of mm-hmm. unexpected places, even thinking, why is a fish popping out of a cup? Like, right. Be in cups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the second card we're going to talk about is the nine of cups. And, you know, I always associate this card with your hopes and wishes and dreams and wanting them to come true. Right. Well, I think I went with the, the nine, the nine, because the nine means something's coming to an end. You've achieved, you're in those final moments. Again, I'm, we're, we, you know, we record a week in advance. And mm-hmm. so the Super Bowl is on my mind this morning. But, you know, at the very end of the game, before we all go home, before it's officially over, those last what, 30 seconds, they didn't even play. <laughs> you know, the idea is they were all already, uh, you know, enjoying the moment. Say you're trying to hold on to and savor this win or, you know, that type of thing. Um, so that nine of cups is the celebratory, but it's, it's, uh, you know, how you wish it wouldn't end. Sometimes you have moments and going, I wish this evening went on forever. Yeah. Well, it's kind of that Piscean really getting into that Kumbaya, the spirit, how we're all on the same page. We're all singing together. You know, it's a very um, ethereal moment. Yeah. So if there's something maybe that you're trying to complete, um, and kind of you're getting ready for that celebratory. Okay, it's finished. You could channel that Nine of Cups card as well. Oh, easily. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up our talk today on Pisces. That I mean, we went way longer than I thought. We. <laughs> well, you know, Pisces are the last sign of the zodiac, so we're saying Sayonara to a year around the sun, yes. right? Yes. And um, Pisces does rule the end, so. That is wild because I think it was, yeah, it was Aries season that we started doing the new moons and the full moons and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the tarot cards. So that's wild that we already did a year of it. And I'll have to come up with the new birthday thing for Aries now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, everyone for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.